0: you're listening to the gun hunter planet podcast your gateway into the great outdoors so sit back relax over a campfire and enjoy the show gun hunter planet where guns and heritage come together
1: Hello, everyone welcome to the gun hunter planet podcast you have myself james nofum kevin Kylan, bob mcgee and our special guest mark corbin from vortex optics how you doing mark i'm doing great guys thanks for having me no problem So I'm sure a lot of people know what Vortex is um, and what you guys do and all the different products you have. But can you kind of give us a little rundown of the company and what you're working on this year? So, yeah. So, you know, and really it wasn't that long ago that a lot of
2: folks didn't know who we were. I think, you know, I started at Vortex, oh, going on 13 years ago. And, you know, when I first started, you'd go to a show and, you know, the, the, the only question you'd answer is like, who's Vortex? What's Vortex? What do you do? So it's been it's been a pretty fun ride and people were putting in a lot of hard work even before I, before I got here, a lot of years before I got here. But um, so we're, we're an optics company primarily. Uh, uh, so we have a, a deep lineup of optics uh, covering, you know, the main categories, rifle scopes, spotting scopes, binoculars, range finders, range finding binoculars, uh, tripods, related accessories, uh, definitely broadening our apparel. Actually, that's been, been a focus lately. So I'm that's pretty much all. No, I. Uh, yeah. But, your
1: apparel looks great. I seen it in the sportsman's warehouse. So I was like, dang, that's a nice hoodie. <laughs> yeah, no.
2: And, and you know, that team is, I mean, they're on it and they're doing some really cool work with, uh, you know, trying to develop pieces that are not just like off the shelf type stuff, you know, really putting some, a lot of thought and research into it. So that's, that's been fun, uh, watching that arm of the company grow as well. But, uh, You know, I think we're approaching 400 people here at Vortex, which is it's pretty cool, and it's just it's an amazing team of of like minded people, passionate hunters, passionate shooters. Uh, You know, so I mean, just like you guys hanging out, talking guns and optics and everything, we do uh, we do a lot of that around here as well. (laughs) Cool.
0: Why don't you tell tell our listening audience where are you based out of?
2: so we're based out of uh barneville wisconsin so uh south central wisconsin if a person knows where madison is you know fairly close to there about oh i don't know 30 or so minutes from madison but uh uh great community uh it's a it's a smaller community a little bit more rural uh we built our new facility out here Uh, i think we finished about three years ago and of course we always have you know various projects going on with a little bit of expansion here and there but uh uh, just the, the community was super welcoming to uh, having us out here, and, and it allowed us to do what we will, what we wanted slash needed to with the facility, with, you know, uh, having the indoor ranges and, and the EDGE program and things of that nature. One thing
0: I've noticed recently being a, an RSO at one of the local gun ranges, seems like a, a lot more Vortex product is being noticed as far as being used by the consumer and when you talk to the people that are using the product they've got nothing but you know praise and great things to say about it so it says a lot it says a lot coming from the consumer
2: it 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 does and you bring up like a huge point and really our primary focus at vortex and that's that's the customer the the customer is really at the core of every decision we make around here whether it's a big decision a small decision uh if it doesn't make sense or if isn't if it isn't for the customer or or to exceed their expectations whether that's before during or long after the sale it's not going to make sense to us and and we work hard and do our best to make sure that every step of the way throughout that person's journey with that optic that we're taking care of them to the best of our ability
0: yeah, yeah. and that- that product seems seems to go from your low price scope, your basic entry scope, all the way up to the most expensive, you know, two thousand dollars scope that somebody's using target rifle that shoot now 1,600 1, yards, and it 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 just amazes me. Like I say, the praise and the, the good things people has to say about the product.
1: Yeah, and I can definitely attest to that cuz I was I was trying to put together a, an affordable long-range rifle. So I got a nice Savage Precision 2 and I all I did was watch videos for probably a week or two on what kind of scope I wanted. And the one scope that kept popping up was the Venom. So I went ahead and grabbed it, and I'm telling you, that is a nice for the price. That is probably one of the best scopes I've shot. I mean, yeah, and that that scope is a great
2: example of like i said earlier we have, we've got a deep line of optics everything from what i would call our entry point which i i wouldn't consider an entry level but from our entry yeah. point all the way on to optics that compete at that true alpha class top tier of performance right and right. and that venom is a great example of an extremely feature rich uh high quality scope that's not going to kill a person in their pocket. So you know, for a lot of years in the long range game, it's like, cool. You want a quality long range scope with turrets, that dial and a zero stop and a first focal plane reticle and, 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 and a, you know, a 34, 35 millimeter tube. So you're going to have enough travel to dial those long range shots. It's like, okay, cool. That's all great. That's going to cost you two grand or more. Yeah. And that venom has a lot of those same features. You know, is it a razor gen tube? No, it's not, but you can do a heck of a lot of work with it. And and Jim and I shot our first PSR or PRS match, uh with that scope and not at one point throughout that was i like oh man i i would have been able to do a lot better like it was doing everything i personally needed it to do
1: no i was watching (laughs) multiple guys hitting a thousand with that same setup that i have and i was like you know for under 15 1300 bucks all set and done that's Uh, insane how come you can't hit it at a thousand jamie I don't have a thousand yard <laughs> range. We're gonna get there though, Kevin.
0: We're we're
1: Hundreds looking good right now.
0: <laughs> and I, I've I've got a 308 that I bought several years ago, an old uh uh Weatherby 308. And I wound up putting uh well I didn't think it was an expensive scope, but the, the features and the quality of scope, the the viper. I put a viper on it and it's you know it's got the uh the BDC reticle on it. And that thing, once you get it tuned in, zeroed in, you're good to four or 500 yards and people don't realize that with that scope. And that's a, that's a $500 scope,
2: you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. All day. Those, those Viper, uh, Viper HSs or Viper PSTs, you know, generally if it carries that Viper, uh, you know, name, you know, when there's a lot of, you know, iterations or models, but they kind of fall within, uh, that name or, or that tier, you know, I'd, I'd say that's definitely a, you know, an upper, upper mid tier type of quality where it's going to bump that top tier level of performance, but doesn't carry that top tier price tag. So you're getting a a ton of quality and performance for, for the money. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I I know the Venom's fairly new, but is there, is there anything else you guys got that's coming out that uh, you can kind of give us a heads up on or. So, yeah, I mean, a little bit. Couple couple recent launches,
2: uh, and I've been fortunate. I've got to use them a little bit in the field. Um, We most recently just launched our ten by fifty Razer UHD binoculars. So that was a an extension of the Razer UHD binocular lineup. So previously we had a an eight by forty two, a ten by forty two, a twelve by fifty, and then an eighteen by fifty six. And kind of the the missing link and we were getting a lot of feedback from our customers like, man, like I really want a 10 by 50. Like I want that 10 power, but I want a little bit, a little bit better low light performance with the, with the little bit larger objective that that 50 provides. And so we were able to add that to the lineup and I was able to use them all spring. And actually I'm going to be going on an elk hunt here pretty shortly. I'm going to bring that same 10 by 50 that I've been using, but I got to use them before launch uh hunting on um in southeast alaska for black bears and man i mean just the resolution and and clarity it's just truly stunning the low light performance is off the charts you know we're glassing bears you know way late in the day in the shadows on black rocks in the beaches and uh i mean they're just money so i'm gonna be chasing uh chasing rose uh roosevelt elk uh, on the oh, coast here oh, cool. in the next week and so I'll be doing a lot of glassing probably in the timber, you know, low light, dark timber type stuff. And then also, you know, early, late in the day and some clear cuts perhaps. So I'm really looking forward to using those, but man, um, if you're, if you're, if a person is looking for, you know, that, that top tier alpha class type binocular and, and they definitely carry a price tag, but comparatively I'd say, you know, if, if you, if you need a binocular of that caliber, you're gonna get it with that razor UHD, but it's not going to maybe carry the price tag that some other options might. Yeah, that sounds really
1: nice.
0: <laughs> and i I do a lot of 3d archery and it seems like I'd say at least fifty percent of the guys that i' I've, I've noticed shooting and I'm shooting with are using vortex binos. And it's like I say, it's just because of the the word of mouth, the quality everything's there for them. And they've got nothing bad to say about them. So that says a whole lot.
2: And that is, that is so cool to hear. Um, the other new optic that we just recently launched is the, uh, the, uh, the razor LHT, uh, four and a half to 22 by 50 rifle scope. And that's, again, you know, it's carrying that razor name. So that's, you know, that top tier performance, but it's, it's a lightweight, long range scope, but is also, I mean, I describe it as the one scope to do it all. It's like, you could put that on whatever your good, accurate hunting rifle is. It's like, Hey, great. You want to, you want to shoot deer out of a tree stand and you know, maybe you got a hundred yard max shot. Great. If that's your one gun to do it all and you need to, you know, shoot at extended ranges at a Western landscape, you can do with that scope. Uh, Like I said, it's lightweight, it's compact. It complements really any, you know, any, general hunting rifle that you'd put it on. It's got a 30 millimeter tube, plenty of travel, uh, pop up and down locking turrets. It's got a glass etched first focal plane reticle. Uh, It's got the, uh, the illumination is very cleanly integrated into the left side uh, parallax. So it doesn't stick out. It's very streamlined, but it's there if you need it. And I don't use, personally use illumination a lot but it's really nice when you do need it. And particularly if you are using a first focal plane reticle at one of the lower magnification settings, it's nice to be able to add that little bit of illumination to it, just because as that reticle gets smaller, as you go down in magnification, it brings that, uh, so it's a little bit more visible. So, I mean, it's truly, I'm primarily like I do most of my stuff on the hunt side. I do a lot of rifle hunting and, since my time at Vortex, that's probably the scope that I'm most excited about. I mean, it really is a. I mean
1: it, it's it's impressive. It's a cool scope. Man, I feel like I gotta go store and play with that one.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> and we we've basically been talking about optics for hunting setups. A lot of people don't realize it, but Vortex makes a lot of optics for um, tactical tactical use too. Uh, Why don't you explain some of the the products and features of some of your tactical scopes?
2: So, yeah, uh, we have a lot of tactical scopes on, you know, I guess that are geared, you know, primarily towards like, you know, your carbines, your AR-15s, and then your long-range precision rifle scopes as well, which we've kind of been talking about some of those features. Uh, But a lot of red dot sights, which are um, just phenomenal for the AR platform. They're great for, you know... uh, Quick target acquisition, dynamic shooting scenarios, uh, interior scenarios where uh, you, you might be, you know, uh, you know, uh, doing more work inside than perhaps outside at times, depending on 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 what your job is or how you like to shoot. Um, a lot of low power variables that are just amazing for the AR platform. So you're talking your one to sixes, your one to eights, your one to tens, and again, all in different, I guess, tiers of price performance. So a person can find, you know, the one that's going to suit their needs best, but, um, there are, uh, and then we've got the tactical scopes again that are, you know, exposed turrets for dialing illumination, first focal plane reticles, some of your, uh, you know, larger tube diameters, things like that for, uh, executing those long range shots, uh, some folks can forget about the uh, about the prism scope category, and that really is a great option for a lot of folks. Uh, red dots may not work for everybody, um, particularly if you have something like an astigmatism or something like that that can distort the dot, and it might not make that work. That might not make that sight work optimally for that person. So a prism scope oftentimes gets used like a red dot on an AR-15, but they have the reticle is etched directly on the prism. So it's always going to be there, it's always going to be present, you can illuminate that reticle, but you're not going to have, you know, distortion issues with the way that looks to the end user. Um, oftentimes, they're going to be a 1x, like a red dot would be, but you can also magnify them as well. Now that's going to be a fixed magnification. So you'll, like in our lineup, you'll see like a 1x, a 3x, a 6x, something like that. But you um, Super versatile, super functional. I mean, they're very durable, you know, bulletproof sighting system. And like I said, you know, they, they're going to come with mounts that are, uh, optimal for, for the AR-15. And, and if you like to shoot or shoot fast, um, they're, they're a great way to go.
1: Oh, that sounds really cool. Now I'm going to put you on the spot here. You already talked that you were going after Roosevelt elk, which sounds awesome, but what would be your favorite setup and favorite animal to hunt?
2: So man that's uh that's that might be the toughest question you ask me all day. Uh <laughs> I like doing a lot of different things. So uh, I'm always curious about different landscapes or different animals and since I have a since I was a kid, you know, I just like had I guess a natural curiosity about things. Consequently, I never really get like awesome at hunting one thing. So yeah. <laughs> I'm always kind of bouncing around but you know dream hunt or the thing I like to hunt the most, you know, I'd say I'm a deer hunter at heart. I mean, I love chasing elk and I love chasing bears, but I'm, I'm a deer hunter at heart. Uh, if you made me pick, oh man, golly. Um, I have grown to love these dang whitetails that we have out here. I, re- I really do like chasing whitetails. Uh, Blacktails though, you know, the, I'm originally from Washington state and, and they hold a, a special place in my heart. So, for right. If you said for rifle hunting, then I'm picking blacktails. Okay. That's and then, exactly. you
3: know, have you hunted muleys? How about muleys? What do you,
2: have you I seen? mean, I, I love hunting mule deer as well. I've hunted though. I've hunted mule deer, I guess, primarily in Colorado and Nebraska, I think maybe a few other States, but I mean, I love chasing mule deer. I love chasing white tails, but you know, I think everybody likes home and, and I like, I love the coast and, and, uh, So those blacktails, they hold a special place in my heart. They're, uh, they're definitely, uh, they're tricky little buggers. And I think, I think that's why I love them so much and going into the optics kit, you know, what, what I would use on a blacktail hunt, you know, and again, I, I've had work at Vortex, so I have access to, you know, pretty, uh, good suite of optics here, but you know, I'd probably pick that 10 by 42 or 10 by 50 UHD. I'd have a 10 power binocular on my chest um uh, probably our our razor hd4000 range finder uh close to it and then on top of my rifle i'd have that new lht four and a half to 22 by 50 um just because your shots in blacktail country can come at nearly point blank all the way out to extended ranges where you're shooting across a valley into the opposite side of a clear cut and, and you know you might be dialing that long range shot at you know four five six you know 700 yards so um that's that's probably what I'd pick. And the outlier there, though, would be the uh, the Fury HD uh, AB uh, range finding binoculars with uh, the Applied Ballistic that software cool. on there, because with that you can uh, you know enter all your data and you have your 10 power binocular and optically they do a really really good job. You can laze the you know the target or the animal. You're going to get your range, but it's also going to spit out a ballistic solution for your rifle for the load that you're pushing through that rifle. And then it has sensors on there. That's, that's going to, uh, have your atmospheric. So it's going to know, you know, uh, you know, exa- you know, what's the, uh, what's the temperature, what, what are the atmospherics like at your location? So it's really a customized ballistic solution for where you're at, at
3: that point in time. Does it pick um, up wind too? What now? <laughs> Does it pick up the wind direction? And so? so
2: I'm glad you asked that. Uh, so it also has a wind bearing capture mode, right? So if you, uh, so it uses an onboard compass. So if you're like able to measure the wind coming out of a specific direction, so, and you probably want to do that with like a, you know, like a Kestrel or something like that, I, but you can input that in. So you could capture that bearing that the wind is coming out of input that number And then it's going to give you your wind hold as well. That's, I guess, uh, compensating for the angle at which the wind is coming from. So you're not getting like that traditional, maybe like full left or full right value. It's going to give you like what your hold will be compensating for the the direction of the wind as well.
3: That's
1: Cool. I think Bob, I think you should buy a pair of those to come be my spotter. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Sure. That's incredible.
3: You know, uh, one thing that I noticed and I, and I think, uh probably be important to talk about is with all your stuff. I looked at, you know, on your website, the thing that impressed me most is that VIP warranty. A warranty. I mean, who else is who else can match that? That's incredible.
2: You know, I work I work at Vortex, so I'm obviously incredibly biased, right? But <laughs> um there's a lot of good warranties on paper. There's a lot of great warranties on paper. But one thing that I know we do and and, and I like to believe and in my heart, I believe this. I believe we execute it the best. And that goes back to that customer focus of we are going to take care of you. And and we we work hard to make quality products so a person never has an issue, right? But But wild things do happen. And we've got some wild stories. But it truly is an unconditional, lifetime, transferable, no-fault warranty. If yeah. you have an issue with that optic, no matter what happened to it, uh, I mean, it could be in pieces, right? And we've had them come back like that. But if you have the pieces, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to repair that for you or replace it and get it back in your hands as soon as possible. And, and we also realize that when, when a person has an issue with an optic, it's oftentimes when they need it, like it's during hunting season, or uh, maybe it's the, you know, the 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 height of shooting season, they've got a lot of competitions, whatever, what have you, they need that back in their hands. So we've got to just a crack squad of techs here. And I mean, they can, you know, rip a, a rifle scope or binocular down to it's, you know, tiniest screw, get it back together and repair it. But uh, we're looking at, by the time we receive the optic, you know, less than two weeks before they have it back in their hands. And I'm, I'm being pretty conservative there because this summer we're down to probably an average of two days. So we'd receive wow. the binocular and it'd be, back it would tur- be turned around heading back to the customer within two days so and, and that's going to fluctuate you know with, with yeah. the volume as far as um you know whether that's you know like i said you have some of those peak season times but we we know we know and we want that optic in working order uh back in that customer's hands as soon as possible that's definitely a, a big focus for us. and from the people
0: i i've talked to and associated with as long as it's got the vtx markings on the scope the binos the rangefinder whatever and for whatever reason they've they said they've sent it back No, no need for proof of purchase no no paperwork no nothing and they've either got new equipment or like you said they've they've rebuilt it restored it and it it's one of the big things that they really really like about it
2: yeah i mean we're 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 interested in customers for life. You know, I mean, that, that's our business here. It's a Good way to build it. Um, and you know, some folks might say like, Oh, you know, they got that warranty because because you're going to need it. Right. And I guess I always respond. Well, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be a very good business model. If it just, that wouldn't work. Right. Uh, if everybody was, if there was just inevitable that they were going to need that,
3: right. It just, that wouldn't, that wouldn't work. So, um, Whoever made, whoever made a comment like that, obviously he's not a hunter like, uh, I am stuff happens, man. <laughs> it, it, just oh,
2: happens. it, it, it does. Like I said, we've got some, some wild stories, everything from, you know, people, a uh, person might leave their rangefinder on the, the edge of their pickup bed and drive down the highway and it goes, you know, flying down the highway. They, they go back and get it. Um, we had one gentleman that got kicked in the chest by a horse and, you know, <laughs> split his binos in half. Uh, we've had a couple uh, Very neglig- neg- negligent discharges uh, that, you know, uh, I know one person accidentally shot their spotting scope and then ended up using it for the rest of the hunt because it didn't really hit. It just kind of hit that air gap between all the lenses. Now, I'm not, I don't think it was fog proof after that, <laughs> <Yeah>. but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, optics that fell off cliffs and they, you know, we able to get it back together with duct tape and use it for the rest of their hunt, you know, but you know, we ended up preparing that one too. But, uh, when, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this it, it some pretty wild stuff, but we'll, we'll take care of it no matter what, that's for sure. No, that's really cool.
3: Yeah. Now you guys, you guys have, uh, the binos for like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but before you guys were doing this hunting stuff, you were doing bird watching stuff, right? The company kind of morphed from that.
2: So, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty incredible story in a lot of ways. Uh, Dan, the, the founder of the company and his, his wife, Margie, but so Dan, Dan was in the military. He got out, he became a dentist, uh, decided that he didn't want to be a dentist. So he and Margie uh, opened up a wild birds unlimited store, which primarily sold things like, uh I think birdseed was their number okay. one seed, selling item. Seed. Uh but bird seed, bird feeders, bird baths, things like that. But they soon realized that optics were a key component of birds. Like birders wanted to, you know, observe and watch and identify uh the various birds that that they're interested in. So they uh they started carrying optics, and actually uh it's pretty wild. But so initially some of the optics companies didn't want to sign them up as a dealer. And so uh, Dan would go to an optics retail store, buy inventory at retail and sell it for a dollar more than what he paid for it. (laughs) And then eventually he showed all those receipts to the optics, retail. said, Hey, look, I'm selling your optics. You, You know, I'm, I'm, I'm selling them, you know, and through that, they said, "Well, yeah, you are selling a lot of, you know, or enough optics. We're going to sign you up as as a as a retailer." So, they started selling optics. Eventually, that morphed into Eagle Optics, which was a retailer focused on birding that sold just everybody's optics. It was it was an it was an optics retailer, and the uh, you know Dan and Margie and and uh, the sons. Uh, so they have four boys. They all work at the company, and uh, just just extremely, extremely smart individuals. I mean, very, very, very smart family. And, uh, but the, uh, the sons had, uh, passions that lied within, um, the hunting world. Uh, uh, one of the sons was really, in my opinion, an early adopter of the AR-15 platform, uh, before it really got so popular, uh, with just kind of, you know, the, your, your yeah. general consumer, even your general hunter, and so, through those passions and interests, they had a desire to start an optics company that was geared and focused towards those types of things. And so, Vortex was actually born out of that, and, and uh, here we are today. So, uh, it's it's uh, been a, a wild, fast, incredible story with, with a lot of work and time behind it that I think people aren't generally aware of. You often hear like, oh, Vortex came out of nowhere. It's like, well, it was... A lot of steps along a lot of steps and a lot of tidbits and a lot of growth
1: along the way. No, you're right. And it it was like one day I I heard about it, but I'm like, why does it sound so familiar? And you know, I've never heard one bad thing. And all those videos that I've watched, no, no one, and and they're buying these themselves. It's not like you guys are giving it to them, you know, so you kind of get that, that kind of bias and it's just great. It's kind of amazing. So I was like, let me try it. (laughs) It Sure as hell, it worked out for me at least. So. Heck yeah, I nope.
3: one of the things I like to do is so I've been retired now and I've been visiting national parks. Okay, it kind of slowed down last year because of COVID, but I take a spotting scope with me mm-hmm. because sometimes, for example, in Yellowstone, you might see a grizzly bear that's you know a half a mile away and you want to get a good look, or wolves, or whatever. Do you guys have? the uh devices to help hook up like a phone to your uh thing that you can take pictures through your through your uh spotting scopes
2: so you know we don't necessarily but um i'd say the best option for a person if they go to phone scope okay. uh that's that's a really good handy one they've got you know just about any phone a person you know my app that that's a really good option for that yep
3: okay yeah yeah, because that's a fun thing to do, man, to get pictures through those. Yeah. Oh, man, Dig- digiscoping
2: these days. And like you said, you always have your phone on you. So you always have a camera to right in. Um, <clears throat> a lot of guys are doing that for general observation at parks and things like that. You know, a lot, obviously, you know, content creators like you guys right now. Mm-hmm. Uh you know getting stunning stunning video you know with their phones and their spotting scopes and it's like you already got the spotter so you might as well you you essentially you're carrying a long lens you might as well be able to record through it so right. um and yeah the the cameras these days on phones and those spotting scopes yeah
0: the cameras with the phones are unbelievable my son does a lot of the media for the website uh bull hunter planet
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's using you know his iphone his iphone the camera he quit carrying his uh it's Very 35 easy. millimeter. Yeah. Yeah. Uses that uses the iPhone for most of his pictures. So Mark, yeah. I, hunting season's
3: coming in Wisconsin. Are you ready?
2: Uh, ready as I'll ever be. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's coming. It's here, you know, our, our archery season opened uh, about mid month. So uh, <laughs> I, uh, I haven't gotten out yet. Uh, we'll be getting out this weekend. Um, I was, I was, I wanted to go out opening day, but, uh, just, uh, with, we've got uh we're doing a mentor hunt this weekend that I'm really excited about. So we're taking actually some new hunters that are actually, um, employees at Vortex, but they haven't hunted before. So, uh, we are uh, doing a, a field of fork program with them. So we'll be hunting, uh, deer this Saturday with those, with those cool. folks. And then, and I leave, uh, for the next, you know, essentially I'll be gone the next two weekends with, uh on that elk hunt. So I said, ah, eh, I better take a rest and do a little, little family time for opening weekend. But, uh, yeah, bow season is it, it's cranking. It's hard to believe that it's already started. Yeah. Yeah. We got what?
1: 10 more days, eight more that's days. Worked. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's,
2: it's, it, it's wild. It seems like fall is always so far away. And then all of a sudden it's there
3: before, you oh, know, it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Rose of no, elk, man. There's a, that's yeah. a dream hunt there.
2: They're, they're cool animals. And like I said, I'm, I'm from Washington, so that's my home state. So, uh, for some reason I'm drawn to that thick, snarly jungle like country where you, you know, can't see a thing, but, uh, you know, and you'd think, oh, well, maybe optics aren't that, aren't that big deal out there. But you know, when you're in the timber and going slow, those optics they're they're definitely an invaluable resource. And then, like I said, you get it open when it opens up, you can definitely see a long way and you need them then too.
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Oh well, we appreciate you joining us. It was uh yeah, <laughs> learned it's, it's a lot.
0: Yeah, so it's been a good uh,
2: good talk. Oh man, no, I appreciate you guys having me on and taking the time and to to chat vortex. It's one of my favorite subjects, so it's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, you never really have to twist uh, twist our arms to chat hunting or fishing or optics or anything of that nature. We're uh, we're generally all in.
1: And Instagram, Facebook does Vortex Optics. And then I assume Vortex Optics.com.
2: Yeah. vortexoptics.com, All your major social platforms. Uh, We're super active. The social team is absolutely amazing. Uh, Super responsive. Uh, We want to hear from our customers. We want to communicate with you. We've got our consumer sales team ready to answer. I mean, really any question under the sun. I mean, those guys, they're very, very knowledgeable, whether it's, you know, Eastern hunting, Western hunting. Uh, if you've got a rare firearm, they're going to be able to help you out with, you know, oh, oh you're going to need this base or it's got that mounting pattern or put the scope on it. I mean, uh, uh, they're, they're there to answer your questions no matter no matter what they are. And, and like I said, we, we want to hear from you. Um, we're super active, super responsive.
1: And so if the person uh, needs something, just uh, let us know. All right. Thanks again and we'll catch Appreciate you again it. next time on uh